When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody? It is Friday. It is a football Friday. Welcome to the Southside Beat. My name is Chris Halleck. Uh, Corey Christen not in the house today. He is on his way uh, or will be on his way to, uh, um, to, well, to stay in Newark, but to cover uh, pit football <clears throat> as they take on Syracuse tomorrow at Yankee Stadium. That should be a fun atmosphere. Um, but uh, so flying solo today, which means everyone here, everyone in the chat, you guys are in the driver's seat with me. You guys are going to co-host with me. Uh, give me all of your comments, your questions. You want to talk Steelers football? Obviously, that's what we're primarily here to do. You want to talk anything else, man? I'm here to talk about anything else, man. Um, but we will be talking plenty of Steelers football today. Uh, we need to big game coming up on Sunday. I know it doesn't seem like it's that big of a game because, you know, it's the Packers. They're three and five. It's NFC. But right now the Steelers need to collect wins any way they can. We're starting to hit the it's November. Now uh, the second half of the season Steelers need to be getting some wins here. So uh, Barber's already saying, don't forget to touch that. Like guys come in, like subscribe, do whatever you guys can. We appreciate all the support you guys get or you guys give. Um, Brent says happy veterans day. Yep. Tomorrow's veterans day, November 11th. Um, proud to say my wife is, is a veteran. Uh, well, well, she's been in the military. She's been in the Navy, uh, since May of 04, uh, getting close to that 20 man, getting close. Um, so, uh, obviously very, very proud of her. My uncle served, uh, my, my, uh, late grandfather served, did two tours, tours in Nam. So military, obviously very important to my family. Um, so definitely happy veterans day to everybody. So, uh, yes. Thank you guys so much for all your, uh, all your support, man. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> Robert, Chris, Alex show will be on at 3 PM. Hey man, this is, uh, this isn't just my show guys. Like whenever I'm flying solo on this, man, it's not just my show. It's your show too, for sure. Um, oh yeah, Barbara will do, uh, will do, man. She's, uh, she's like, I don't know what all I can say on here, but she's a badass, man. She really is. She can kick my butt. I know that for sure. So, um, she doesn't look like it. She, you know, like she's not like she's fit, like and everything, but you know, she's, you know, pretty skinny, you know, I'm, I'm not. So, uh, <laughs> but man, she can kick my butt, man. Rose got powerful legs. Like you can do a lot with powerful legs. We'll do Ryan. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, i Mike. Thank you so much. Everybody who served man for uh, seriously, like, thank you so much as being, being the, uh, being the spouse of, and I know that's, that's not a common thing where the, the, the husband is the, is the spouse, but man, I'm telling you what, being a spouse of a, of, of a military member, man, it's not easy. Um, my wife has been deployed twice. Uh, she was deployed, uh, when, when she was single back in, in 07, uh, 08, um, or just 07. And then she was deployed after like not even two years after we got married in 13 and 14 uh, over in um, uh, she had to go to Djibouti, Africa, which, by the way, if you've never heard of it. Yes, it sounds funny. Uh, but that's like the Horn of Africa. It is. Uh, it's not easy, uh, easy trucking over there, man. It's not uh, not only is it hot as absolute 
every, like all get out to use a Texas saying, by the way. Um, it's like horribly hot. Um, and uh, yeah, you got, you know, Somalian pirates over there and everything like that. So it's not easy. So um, yeah. Hey, you know what? The Southside beat military gear actually sounds like a really, really cool idea. I would, I'd be wearing those just about every day. So um, anyway, we do have some football to talk about today. Um, yeah, appreciate all of our all of our veterans, guys. Like seriously, I cannot say thank you enough. I could go on this entire show thanking our veterans. Love our veterans. Um, everybody who served, uh, seriously appreciate it so much. But uh, we do have some football to talk about here. Um, if there's like a terrible towel, by the way, I I'm, I I I have like a few different terrible towels, and I plan on kind of changing them out. You know, every now and then. Obviously, I, I rocked the pink one during October. I'm pretty sure there's probably some sort of like salute to service or something like that, that they have. Um, yeah. Like I need to get one so I can have that during November because I've got, a, I've got one that I'm going to rock during December. It's got some snow on it. It's kind of cool. Uh, Frankie says sick Brooklyn hat. Hey, I love, so I I'm, well, you know what? I actually don't give myself enough credit. I was born in Northern New Jersey, which is about, I was about 40 minutes outside of the city. So yeah, sure. Why not? No, but uh, I, honestly, the main reason I have it is because of Jackie Robinson. Um, I, I mean, I can't think of a, of an athlete that that it had a bigger impact on sports than Jackie Robinson. I just got done rewatching Forty Two a couple days ago because I just like to watch it every now and then. So now it's all on my mind. I just want to wear it. Um, <clears throat> Randy says, Chris, your DK Pittsburgh sports articles are so complete and thorough. It take me days to write. How long do the huge articles usually take to write? Um, Randy, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Uh, all of the, uh, any kind of feedback. I'll even take like constructive criticism. I, I'm always looking to get better. Uh, I never think that anything that I write is, is good enough. It could always be better. Uh, I've always had that mantra and everything that I do. Um, at least since I became an adult, I wish I had that mentality as a teenager, but I did not, unfortunately. Um, really, really quick, just to kind of hit on this, uh, Mark does ask, um, what's up, Chris? Is Cam Hayward going to play? I, I don't know for sure. I haven't, I don't think an injury report's come out yet. If it has, I haven't seen it. Um, let's see. No, I don't, I have not seen it yet. Um, from what I did see on uh, social media, at least, it looked like he was practicing today. So that's, all, that's a good sign, uh, with, uh, you know, being a DNP yesterday. Uh, but I'm not there. So I, I really can't honestly answer that with full confidence. But if he was back on the practice field today, it's a good sign. Um, but, uh, to answer Randy's question, um, it, it really depends like these chalk talk pieces that I do listen there. There's, if I were to add up all of the hours and everything like that, it, it would, it would be several hours because there's film that goes into it. There's, you know, looking up, um, there's, it, it, it does kind of vary from piece to piece, but there's looking up, you know, different types of stats, whether that be on, on fantasy points or PFF or, any other kind of like fo uh, uh, football sites that have like advanced analytics so I can kind of see things beyond the box score and things beyond what the film is actually showing. Sometimes it takes rewatching just the previous game. Sometimes with certain things like I did with the Joey Porter Jr. piece, I go back, I go back and rewatch other games so I can kind of see like I did with the Joey Porter piece. I really wanted to highlight what he did against Calvin Ridley. So that required a, a go, a, you know, going back and rewatching the Jags game too. So it, it kind of depends. Um, I think the fastest I've ever spent on it or the least amount of time I've ever spent on it is maybe four or five hours total. And then 
I don't know. I I, I want to say like there have been some chalk talk pieces that have taken me a couple days to put together just because like I the ones that I've really really wanted to knock out of the park like you know if it's like a certain topic that I that it's got a lot of people talking and everything like that I want to be as thorough as I possibly can so I can give all the context that so people can be like hey Deontay's running backwards all the time he had a bad year last year no he didn't here's all the here's all the data to back it up you know so on and so forth so uh let's see here um frank says dk said he's gonna play well there you go that that would obviously be very very good um obviously need need uh, you know need cam hayward to play uh definitely want to want to have all those guys on the field um that you possibly can for sure um let's see and then we got some stuff here it's kind of hard to, to monitor the comments and to talk to you guys at the same time. So I want to make sure I'm not missing anything. So, Hey, Cam Hayward says he's playing. That's awesome to hear. Um, you know, definitely. I'm going to get hit on Mike saying <laughs> Chooks wants to kneel out of the game. Hey, listen, man, what I, that's what Chooks said, man. That that's, that's a red flag to me, man. Like that, that's quitter mentality. Um, I, I, I'm not going to share too much on it. Cause I really, I'm not at a point, you know, I guess being like a, um, you know, not being a reporter right now, but having spent time as a reporter, man, I I really don't want to try to sit there and judge players. Um, You know, sometimes you say certain things in the heat of battle um, and you definitely don't mean it. Um, You do things in the heat of battle. You don't mean it. Um, But I I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and cast judgment. I'm just not. But, you know, just my my my. Mr. Negatime says it. That that's kind of my that's a huge red flag to me when it comes to a player. If there's any kind of quit in a player at all, that that's a that's a that's a bad sign. And and honestly, if you know Mike Tomlin has every right to bench somebody if if they if they have that mentality. But uh, look looking forward to the Packers, man. Um, listen, uh, th- th- whenever I whenever I went through and I, I was kind of like looking at all of these, um, looking at like all of the stats and everything like that, putting together the next opponent piece, which is on, you know, DKPittsburghSports.com right now. Um, you know, these teams are really similar. They, 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 they both, first off, their defense is ahead of their offense. Um, Packers are a little bit better in terms of actual numbers. Like their pass defense is really good. Uh, they don't let you get yards after the catch. So they really, like when Mike Tomlin said, they keep a lid on it. They really do. They keep everything in front of them. Uh, the past two defenses that the Steelers have played that have kind of been like that so far this year are San Francisco and Houston. They don't, you know, wow you with a lot of splash. You know, they, they don't like lead the league in takeaways or anything like that. If, if anything, they're kind of near the bottom of the league in takeaways, but they keep everything in front of them and they don't let you get in the end zone easily. Uh, kind of those bend but don't break defenses. Um, Steelers are a little bit more of like they rely on splash, you know, and, and they can be exposed at times because of it. Um, but either way, when it comes to the Steelers and Packers, their defense is ahead of their offense. They've got young quarterbacks that are needing to get better that have flashed signs of being okay. Dude looks good. Okay. Now like, okay, you can't miss that. You can't miss that throw or you can't make that decision. You know, Jordan love eight picks this year. That's not good. <laughs> you can't, you can't be and, and pretty much outside of outside of the third quarter, Jordan Love has been pretty awful 
for some reason in the third quarter, I don't know if it's second half adjustments or what, but he's been awesome in the third quarter. I think he's got like a, a pass rating of like a, like 124 in the third quarter. Dude's awesome in the third quarter. Um, but every, you know, throughout the rest of the game, the other three quarters, he's bad. Well, guess what? Kenny Pickett, same thing. First three quarters of the game, he's bad. Fourth quarter, he turns into Joe Montana. You know, it just, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, Jim says Packers reporter said this is a game of who's going to suck less in the first half. I mean, honestly, it could be like that because these teams really are pretty similar. Um, I actually think that instead of who's going to suck less in the first half, it's actually going to come down to um, if it's close in the fourth quarter. I, again, believe wholeheartedly in the Steelers because there, if there's one separator or if there are any real true separators between these teams, between these two teams, it really is both in favor of the Steelers. It's turnover differential, which the Steelers are way better at. Uh, they have a much better turnover differential than the Packers do. And the Steelers are way better in the fourth quarter. Um, those are two huge advantages that the Steelers have. Doesn't always play out, you know, in, in every situation. Um, but so far for the Steelers, it is. And eight games is a big enough sample size where you're like, for some reason, when it gets to the fourth quarter, they turn it on. But on both sides of the ball. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I feel like that this team should win this game. I, I'll have my prediction, you know, at the end of the show. I feel like they should win. Um, but uh, I, I, I really, really don't. This one's kind of this one's kind of interesting because the defenses, like I said, with San Francisco and Houston that, again, they play really fundamentally sound kind of almost boring defense, but solid defense. And those two defenses really, really clamped down on the Steelers bad. And the Steelers weren't able to get anything going. Um, I want to see how the Steelers do against this defense this week. Um, so uh, let's see. Uh, Eric asked, Hey, Chris, I can't pronounce the name of the guys doing kick returns. What you know about him? Honestly, I can't pronounce it either. Um, I'm sure like if I were on the South side every day, I'm sure I would have heard it by now or know how to pronounce it by now. I honestly don't know how to pronounce it either. Uh, but I know you're talking about, um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm expecting now a bunch of comments of just typing out his last name and I'd be like, that's not going to help me at all. <laughs> you got to do it phonetically, man. Um, <laughs> No, but um, I mean, uh, he was a practice squad. I, I think they signed him off the off of Atlanta's practice squad, if if I remember correctly. Um, I mean, not, there's really not too much. I and honestly, I think with Anthony McFarland back uh, now that he's active again, I would think Anthony McFarland takes back over on kick returns. I don't know for sure. Again, not being on the south side every day, I, I don't know one hundred percent. But I would think with Anthony McFarland back in the fold that he would, you know, kind of go back into the role that he was going to be that he was in at the start of the season. So, Robert says Packers are without uh, two top defenders. I haven't seen their if they've released their injury report for Friday. Um, I haven't seen it yet, um, but I do know that they had a couple, uh, including uh, one of their safeties. I think Rudy Ford um, uh, was on their injury report, and uh, that would be a big big blow for the, for the Packers for sure. Um, because uh, first off, they're already without Savage, uh, who's on IR right now. Uh, losing Ford, that's two good safeties that they have that are gone. Um, they're inside linebackers. I think Quay Walker was also on the on the injury report. If he's out, that's a big loss for them too. 
Uh, <laughs> my guess is Godwin. Godwin, um, uh, yeah, I, I'm not even going to try. I, as somebody who has a last name that a lot of people mess up and, and have messed up for the 36 years that I've been on this planet and going back further because my dad had to deal with it too and my grandfather had to deal with it. Um, as somebody who has a last name that is constantly messed up, I, I, I'm very, I'm a little extra sensitive about jacking, jacking up somebody's last name. So I'm not even going to try. Um, but uh, yeah, the Packers, they, they, you know, like, you know, as Robert pointed out, you know, they got a couple uh, guys who are on the injury report that it's really, really interesting to see if they, if they end up playing. And even if they do end up playing, if they're less than hundred percent, how are they going to perform? How is it going to help with that? Um, it, it's, it's, it, Anything that can give the Steelers an advantage at this point, because you know ultimately Steelers are chasing W's. Um, but uh, even if those guys are in, this is still a team that I think the Steelers should be beating. Um, yeah, like this Godwin works. Yeah, I'll go with Godwin. You know, it's just you know, I, I know how to pronounce that. Um, Frankie asks, "What's your over under on McFarland having two and a half carries this week? I think he's going to play a big part. Um, I, I usually the first week that a guy comes back." Usually don't see him get a, a huge volume right away. Uh, two and a half. Um, if Najee Harris and Jalen Warren are like healthy for the entire game, I'm going to say less than that. Um, I would think Najee and Jalen, they, they need, they need as many carries. whatever they did last week. Whatever the formula was last week, that's what they need to be trying to replicate every single week because it worked. Okay, Najee as the primary guy, but Jalen still not. You know, I mean, a, a couple like you know, a handful of carries less, not too many. Still good, you know, good amount of touches. Jalen the primary guy on passing downs. I mean, that's what that's what I would that's what I would go with. Uh, whatever whatever the formula was last week, it worked. Let do it again. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. They fig- figured something out last week. Whether that's you know. Matt Canada on the sideline, whether that's the, the the workload that they split between Najee and Jalen, whether that was certain coach standing in a certain stance for the first and third quarters, whether that was the water boy holding two water bottles at all times, whatever the superstitions that are going on on that entire sideline, they just need to keep doing it again because it worked. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't pretty. It needs to be better. But last week was the best we've seen the offense be so far in terms of a consistency standpoint. Let it just don't mess with it. <laughs> uh, Robert says, Jared uh, Alexander and Quay Walker duffel. Okay. So Alexander cornerback, that is definitely a, uh, um, that's a big loss at, at corner. And then Walker uh, being doubtful. That's that, that's going to hurt them on the second level. Um, yeah. That's uh, that, that, that's a pretty big loss. Honestly, he's uh, it, it, not their best inside linebacker. Um but uh, still a, a good player there, and it definitely makes that position weaker. Um, Mike says Canada had a different hat. It's funny because, like, during practice and everything is when you see – I don't even want to call it a cowboy hat because it's not really a cowboy hat. Like, I live in Texas. So I know what a cowboy hat looks like. Um, it's not really a cowboy hat. It's it's a little different. Um, but whatever that hat is – um, he usually only wears it during practice because like game days, you know, he's, he's got the headset on for that hat is not good for a, <laughs> for a headset. Sometimes he's not wearing anything whenever he's been in the booth. Now, obviously he was down on the sideline. So, um, so maybe, um, 
Um, <laughs> this is a Florida hat. Well, there you go. Um, bucket hat. Yeah, whatever it is, it's not a. Uh, it's not good for. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's a Canadian cowboy hat. Well done, sir. Well done. That's good. Um, Jim, you're turning into Crosby. I do have a pretty good backhand, but not that good. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, Rick says that hat is an offense to nature. It's not a. It's not an attractive hat. I'll tell you that right now. If I came home, you know, at, at a certain point, and I was wearing that hat, and my wife were to take a look at me, she just kind of give me this look like. What are you doing? Like, I, she would not. Honestly, okay, Frankie, uh, Frankie, that, that's probably the best description. It, it, it does look like an Indian. So whatever style hat Indiana Jones wears, it, that's what it looks like. That's funny. We're going to talk way too long about Matt Canada's hat, and we don't need to. Um, whatever it is. Um, but uh, <laughs> Mom says, I never trust a coach in a visor. I'm pretty sure there's been some good coaches in history that have worn a visor. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Uh, uh Steve Spurrier with South Carolina has worn a, worn a visor. I actually just saw the, um, the, the highlight of the Jadavian Clowney in that game against Michigan where the, the referee like gave them a first, gave Michigan a first down and it wasn't a first down. Uh, and Steve Spurrier's like right in the pile, like pointing at it. And then the very next play, Jadavian Clowney just blows up the running back, running back and, uh, uh, they take the ball away on a fumble. Yeah, that was awesome. Dude, Bob, you guys are on fire with the puns today. Raiders of the Lost Yards. Just phenomenal, man. The, I, I am always down for puns, by the way. I'm a very punny person. Um, But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, whatever. again, whatever worked, for whatever the Steelers did on offense, again, if it's Matt Cannon on the sideline, if it's, um, the, the, the distribution between Jalen and Najee that like, they, they just need to go with that again. And the Packers, like they, they can cause some fits up front. There will be some, some runs that are going to produce, you know, no yards, one yard, negative yards. There will be those types of runs, but this Packers de run defense isn't also like one of the best in the league. They are giving up yards on the ground, so they can be exposed um, the, the Steelers just got to find a way to get some rhythm on offense, nice short passes, get Kenny in rhythm, spread the defense, spread the defense out, run the ball. I mean, what, again, the, the formula that they had last week against the Titans worked. And honestly, and I'm really not trying to put this all at one person's feet because it's, it's never just one person's fault. But if Kenny plays better against the Titans, if he doesn't miss three or four throws that I'm thinking of off the top of my head, they win that game pretty handily. Like, honestly, they, they, th that game is not as close. It's not 20 to 16. It's more like 27, 16, maybe even 30 to 16 like that, like some pretty shoddy quarterback play, especially in the early stages of the game kind of held them back a little bit. Um, so, and James says, yep. Titan game had more play action plays. Listen, I mean, I, again, the, the the benefit of having Matt Canada on the field or on the sideline allows the, the you know, if, if it's an offensive lineman, if it's Najee, if it's Jalen, if it's Deontay, whoever, or if it's, you know, a, you know, 
um, Frisman Jackson, the wide receivers coach, or, you know, whoever it is going over to Matt saying, listen, this is what they're doing. You know, Hey, they're, they're, you know, they're selling out for the run. Okay. Let's all right. Let's, let's call a few more play actions. Then Um, doesn't always have to be, um, you know, it doesn't always have to be the same formula every single week. You can mix some things up. You can call some things on the fly. The one good thing that, that, I guess kind of gives hope for what happened last week is opening drive touchdown means the way that they came into the game with a script worked like, like it wasn't like it took them three, four series to kind of figure out what, what, what the uh, opponent was doing. They knew they studied, they knew exactly what they wanted to do right from the get go, um, how to expose the, uh, the defenses they were playing, uh, what their tendencies were and they attacked them and they went down the field and scored right away. Um, that is the most, that was actually even more than him being on the sideline or anything like that. That was the most encouraging thing to me is that they had a game plan going in of how they're going to attack the Titans. And it was 100% on the money because if it weren't, you know, it, if it weren't, then they wouldn't have scored a touchdown on the first drive. Not unless the Titans just kind of gave it to them, which they didn't. The Steelers earned that touchdown 100%. Um, Jim says, yeah, I hope Kenny's ribs are doing a little better. Obviously, I mean, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. If, you're, if you've got some hurt ribs, you're not going to be throwing at 100%, period. Um, yeah, it's uh, – and Steelers Freak says guards are pulling now. I mean, it, it also depends on what what the what running concepts are being called. You know, if they're running more um, counters and, and or traps and stuff like that, then, yeah, I mean, you're that's, you know, more gap schemes uh, that you're doing. Uh, one other thing that they do, and, and Monogale Mike says, yep, tackles too. Could also be tight ends when they uh, when they run crunch. I mean, crunch is, you know, the, the two guards, you know, if it's a four down lineman across, the two guards pull and, and hit the and hit the, the weak side while the center and uh, right tackle go up and get the guys on the second level while the tight end, you know, with the three technique that's then let, you know, let completely free, the tight end actually comes in and pulls and wham blocks the, uh, the, the three technique so that the running back can then, can then go through that hole. It's actually a really cool play. One that the Steelers usually run pretty well, as long as Dan Moore blocks it. Because <laughs> uh, they tried to run it against the Jaguars. Dan Moore did not block his guy whatsoever, and it got blown up. Um, uh, Robert asks, uh, do you have a set uh, amount of articles for DK website every week? Oh, well, I do chalk talk at least once a week, sometimes twice a week, depending on week to week, depending on... Um, you know, if there's something else that really needs to be written, but at least one uh, once a week, uh, it was more midweek. And then uh, DK and I had a conversation and we want to kind of wanted to do it more um, in reflection or in reaction to what happens in a game, uh, which is why, you know, the Joey Porter Jr. Jr. one, you know, came out, you know, and now granted it came out, it was a Thursday game. So it's a little different about it, like when it comes out and everything, but. Uh, it was in reaction to that because, you know, Porter did such a great job against Hopkins. That was the thing, um, you know, with the chalk talk against the in the win over the Ravens only needed to look at one play. And that was obviously the the the, the touchdown pass to George Pickens uh, to go up late in the game. That was obviously a big one. Uh, so it, it just depends. Uh, I do a next opponent piece. I put staff picks together. Um and I would say those are like the set things, but I also do a lot of stuff behind the scenes too. Um, when it comes to everything that I do for the company now that I'm not in a reporting role anymore. Um, but I will say this though, in terms of reporting, uh, thing, uh, next year, 
uh, when, uh, this is baseball stuff. There are three different events uh, going on here in Texas. Um, the Pirates will play the Astros. The Pirates will play the Rangers. And the 2024 All-Star Game is here in Arlington uh, in the DFW area. So reporting sense could be there for all those. Um, let's see here. Um Uh, after getting uh, green, uh, after Green Bay getting some tape on Jones, how do you think Jones will perform a full week and some change of practice? Um, I honestly think, like, uh, honestly, I think it, the, the really the only benefit goes to to, to Broderick Jones because you know he's you know pl- moving over to the right side, so he, he you know any more reps that you can get to prepare for that, I think that only helps them. I don't, I'm not worried about what and honestly, n- nobody on the south side is worried about. Oh, well, Green Bay has now seen more of what Broderick Jones can do. Don't worry about that. Just worry about yourself. And I, I mean, it's that really is a mentality that every good team has to have. You don't worry about what your opponents think of you. Don't worry about what your opponents might be doing. You just have to worry about yourself. All right. Um, th- that that really is. Obviously, you have to prepare for, for what your opponent does. Of course you do. But in terms of how you think your opponent is going to play you, don't worry about that. I really don't. I, I've never thought that that's a good, good thing because then you could end up outthinking yourself. Just worry about what you do well. You worry about what you do well. Take care of that. Um, ooh, 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 this is a good one. Oh man, this is gonna ruffle some feathers too. And that's that's all right. I, I'm good with that. Pittsburgh Toddy eighty six. What do you think of the narrative that Tomlin only won because of Cowers players? <clears throat> Hold on a second. All right. I think it's baloney. That's what I think. Um, Listen, I'm not taking anything away from the team that Bill Cower built. Um, And yes, he did inherit a team. Just like as, as any coach would, he inherited a team that had a really good defense um, that had a future hall of fame quarterback. Um, a, a, a former Super Bowl MVP receiver, a future Super Bowl MVP receiver, really, really good, really good team, really good roster. And Bill Cowers last year, that team also went eight and eight. Um, so it's it's not just about the coach, or it's not just about the roster. It is also about the coaching. It also depends on everything that goes on. You know, okay, let me put it this way. Yes, that eight and eight season, Big Ben. Obviously, you're talking about you know coming off of the motorcycle accident. Um, he wasn't the same that year. Um, that obviously had an impact, but that wasn't the only reason that team went eight and eight. Um, Tomlin in his first season kind of made his own impact right away, like really made his own impact right away. And in 07, that was a pretty dang good team. Like he really helped turn that ship around. He just drove them a little bit too hard. And that's why by the end of the, by the time the season was coming, or, you know, by the time they got to the wild card game against the Jaguars, they were just done. They were gassed. They were, they, they, they had nothing left. Uh, Tomlin knew in a second season, Hey, I can't push them that hard in Latrobe. Um, and there are certain examples of what happened during that 2008 season that lets that, that, that kind of proves to me that it's not, it's, it, who the coach is does matter when it comes to who wins the Super Bowl. 
right? It's not just a great roster. Who the coach is absolutely matters. And the one thing that I really think of as an example is leading into the Super Bowl. When they were, you know, he was talking about how the last time he was in the Super Bowl, whenever he was, you know, uh, on on uh, the coaching staff for, for Tampa Bay, how he's like, hey, we're going to have to get some, the defense is going to have to put some points on the board if we're going to win. And so they practiced, they practiced, you know, what, what might happen, you know, if they get an interception and defense getting out in front and blocking guys, you know, working together, like once you take the ball away, working together to do that. And lo and behold, guess what happens at the end of the second half, at the end of the first half, James Harrison drops back into coverage. Whenever he's supposed to blitz, he picks off Kurt Warner. The entire defense goes out right in front of him blocks. And James Harrison turns in the best, the best play in Super Bowl history. And that ultimately helps win the game. So it's little things like that, that show you how good of a coach, how, how good a coach is. So just because, it was Bill Cowher's team. I I don't care. I don't care. Mike Tomlin earned that ring with his performance as a coach that season. I don't. Nobody else will convince me otherwise. Frank, I understand. I understand. Seven of his. Eight. Listen, I am not. I'm not taking anything away from the criticism that he deserves for all of almost all of last decade and then the first few years of this decade. It's not been great. It's just not. Um, Tomlin also found a way to have to rebuild. Okay, so that defense in, in 2010, 2011, that defense had to be rebuilt at some point. And all those guys ended up leaving in a very short span. It wasn't like, oh, just, okay, now now James Harrison went. And then a couple of years later, oh, now Troy Polamalu left. Oh, and a couple of years later, oh, now James Ferrier left. Like, no, a lot of those guys all kind of left within two or three years of each other. And he had to rebuild a defense and found a way to rebuild a defense without ever going, without ever tanking, without ever finishing worse than eight and eight. Um, He deserves criticism for lack of playoff success recently. But there are also things that he's done that coaches would never, that few other coaches would be able to do. Rebuilding a defense without ever tanking, that's not easy to do. That 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 takes some master class there. Um, and I am still, and I, I will 100% believe that team in 2017 was good enough to win the Super Bowl if Ryan Shazier didn't go down with that injury. He was a defensive player of the year candidate. And that defense with him in the middle of it was absolutely good enough to make that team a Super Bowl contender because the offense was so dang good. And when Ryan Shazier went down, the rest of the defense uh, got significantly worse. They couldn't stop, uh, you know, uh, Leonard Fournette. I think that's who it was, Leonard Fournette, uh, in, against the Jaguars. Blake Bortles then was able to freaking uh, pass over the top of everybody, and that team was able to put up way too many points. Um, and I really do think that one player meant that much to that team, and Shazier did. Um, 2017, that team was good enough, 100%. I will, I'm 100% convinced of that. Nobody will convince me otherwise. Um, but here recent, and now here recently, now he's having to worry about okay, you know, did Ben play too long? And I, I'm a, I'm a, you know, proponent of, of thinking that when Ben's arm went, he was done. You know, yes, he came back. 2020 wasn't, wasn't bad for him, but Ben was done, you know, and so now he's going through the process of, okay, now we got to replace a, a, a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's not easy to do. God, I'm everybody, 
my age and even older remembers the gap between Terry Bradshaw and Ben Roethlisberger. It wasn't pretty, man. It wasn't. It takes a long. It, it took them a long time to get their next real franchise quarterback. The only the only quarterback to go to a Super Bowl in between the, those two quarterbacks was Neil O'Donnell. All right, Neil O'Donnell wasn't a great quarterback. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't a great quarterback, and he had a terrible game in, in the Super Bowl that year. And yeah, I mean, like. Uh, Striper City 73 Cower had no franchise quarterback most of his, most of his tenure and that's why I think Bill Cower and, and deservedly is in the Hall of Fame because he did everything that he did essentially with no quarterback and the minute he got a quarterback they went 15 and one one year and then they won the Super Bowl the next year yeah Freeman uh Freeman says 2710 should have been last year for Ben I disagree um, I disagree with that. I, I, I think, you know, I just think that when his arm went in 2019, that's when he was done. Um, yeah, that, that's what I think. Well, we, we went on a long time about that, but I mean, it was, it was a question that I think a lot of people still uh, Brent uh, saying still driving, but great show. Uh, appreciate it. Yes. Everyone hit the like, um, Jim says, you know, Tomlin's big mess was not rebuilding the O-line soon enough. Hey, listen, I, I listen, there are definitely things that you kind of hit and miss on as a coach. You're not going to bat a thousand. You're just not. Yes, they should have spent more draft capital on rebuilding the offensive line. And I think at the end of the day, I'm I think drafting an offensive lineman instead of Najee in the first round was probably the way to go. But I'm not going to completely dog on them for like okay, taking a running back in the first round never works. I'm I'm also not like that's a new age thing that says like you can never take a running back in the first round. Um, I, I don't necessarily believe that either. I think if you f- feel like you have the right guy, um, then y- you take him. But I think I would have preferred to see uh, an offensive lineman there in in the in the first round instead, just because they did need to spend a little bit more draft capital, like and and top tier draft capital on offensive linemen. I, I really do. Um, that is something, and it's something that I'm I'm kind of excited about. That it looks like Omar Khan and Andy Weidel really do are really are stressing uh, the trenches a bit more, and uh, it's something that I'm curious to see if they continue to do that off season after off season after off season. That they really really want to focus on what they do on the offensive line, defensive line, edge rusher, things like that. Um, so, and Frank says, you know, first mistake was getting rid of Dick LeBeau. Listen, no coach is gonna like I said, no coach is gonna bat a thousand. Every coach is gonna make their mistakes. The greatest coaches of all time have made their mistakes. But overall, overall, look at Tomlin's body of work. He's a successful coach that will have his place in the Hall of Fame. He just will. I like it, love it, hate it, whatever. I, I, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. He just is. Um, and Freeman says 2017 defense was too reliant on Shazier secondary. Was, listen, listen, listen. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. Um, I'm just saying that once that with Shazier there, they were good enough to win. They were good enough to at least get to the Super Bowl. Um, and uh, they just they did. And honestly, I mean, again, not to play conspiracy theorist or anything like that, they shouldn't have been playing the Jaguars in the playoffs that year. If they call the Jesse James catch a catch, they don't, they're not playing the Jaguars. <sighs> um, 
Yeah, and Demond Brown saying if Tomlin was fired today, he'd be hired tomorrow, making more money. Yeah, dude, Tomlin's Tomlin would be the hottest commodity on the coaching on on the coaching market, and it's not even a question. Mike Tomlin is still to this day one of the best coaches in the NFL. I don't think this Steelers team is five and three if anybody else is at is at the helm. With the with the with all of the the deficiencies that this team has, um. Are some of them inflicted by Tomlin himself? Absolutely. I don't think that he's completely void of blame for for what his team is doing this year. I also don't think this team is five and three with anybody else coaching this team. I don't. Um, yeah, Jim says, yeah, Shazier lost took uh, took a lot of air out of that team. I wholeheartedly agree, dude. Like, like for real, you could just see it, man. It wasn't just because it wasn't just because it was an injury. I mean, it ended his career. It was a life-altering injury. If he had a concussion um, or if he, you know, like tore an ACL, I think that's one thing. It's like, oh, man, that sucks. That's a season-ending injury. Like, no, this dude might not be able to walk again. Like, that is a completely different scenario there. Um, yeah, it's just uh, – it sucks, man. That 2017 team was going to be special. It really was. I thought that that team was good, good enough to, to win. Um, all right. We have gone uh, over, way over the time that we normally go. So I'm going to go ahead and get my prediction for Sunday. Um, like I said, these two teams play. Uh, they play similar. They have similar styles. Uh, they want to run the football. Their defense is better than their offense. They have a young quarterback that's trying to get better, that's in development. Um the biggest difference that I see between these two teams is the Steelers are way better in terms of turnover differential. They don't turn the ball over very often and they take the ball away more, way more uh, than they turn it over. Um, the Packers don't really scare me in that, in that area. And the Steelers are significantly better in the fourth quarter than the Packers are. So as you guys give your predictions, Dang, Damon! I okay. I have the Steelers winning this game, but I don't know about a twenty-five point victory there. I'm not getting like thirty-one to ten, guys. You guys are all over. Like, don't think a lot of Green Bay. Um, I do think the offense plays better. Um, and uh, yeah, um, actually, I'm kind of more into in what Joe says. I believe the Steelers are one. He says twenty-six sixteen. Uh, my official uh, prediction is uh, twenty-seven seventeen. Um, Steelers win. Uh, I don't think they get the 400 yards yet, um, but 350, I think that's possible. I think it's possible, especially if the Packers are missing a couple of their important players on defense. Um, I saw somebody mention uh, something about Whataburger being closed or something like that. No, Whataburger is open 24 hours a day. Uh, no, it wasn't closed. Uh, my wife works 10 minutes down the road and uh, she actually comes home on her lunch break every single day. And today she surprised me with a Starbucks. So I'll take that. Um, yeah. So, oh man. <laughs> DeMond says Kenny is tired of hearing it. He's, he lights it up. Hey, I'm waiting for that Kenny Pickett breakout game. I really am. I, like that is one thing that we have not seen Kenny do yet. We like I, you know, I've I've mentioned this before. We've seen Kenny have those great moments in the fourth quarter. You know, have those game-winning drives. Have those, you know, like I, I think of the one pass to Steven to Steven Sims over the middle of the field against Baltimore last year, like just dropping dimes 
like, you know, the, the, the throw to Deontay last week, you know, like different throws. You're like, dang, that was a great throw. Where is that for four quarters? We're waiting for that game to come out where Kenny doesn't just put up big numbers, but it's just it's throw after throw after throw is dot, 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 dot. It's just that's what we're waiting to see. Have not seen it yet. Frankie. Disagree, man. In and out remains king. No, it does not, man. Um, no, in and out. I like in and out. I do. But Whataburger is better, man. It just is. It's it's better. Um, Joe says, uh, "Me too, Chris. I want a KP four quarter breakout game. I think I think everybody who who cheers for the Steelers wants to see that because uh, we haven't seen it yet." Um, you know, Lyle says Kenny breakout game, uh, game day, uh, Canada calls off sick. <laughs> I'm telling you what, man, if the second game that Matt Canada is on the sideline, Kenny has a break, has his first real breakout game and the offense puts up 400 yards. I don't think Mike Tomlin is, he'll lock, he'll put padlocks on that, on that booth at Acrisure stadium and make sure that he doesn't, Matt Canada doesn't get back in there again. Um, yeah. Um, Bob says, I see the highest rushing yards of the season. Hey, it's possible. Again, this Packers defense, like they're they're going to, they're going to have some plays where they keep the Steelers, you know, bottled up on the running game. But there are, there will be opportunities to rattle off some big gains. Najee, believe it or not, he's actually like, I want to say like top 15 or top 10 in terms of like 20 plus yard runs or 10 plus yard runs. I can't remember the exact number. Um, but he's rattled off some big runs this year. Not like 50, 60 yards. Obviously, Najee's not a burner. He's not a home run here. He's not going to hit those. But in terms of like 15 to um, you know 20-yard runs, he can absolutely pull those off. And Najee pulling off two of those against Packers? Sure, I could see that. Could Jalen take one to the house? He can at any moment if the blocking is right. Um, I, I think they could. And with Broderick Jones talking about the way he wanted, you know, talking about the way that he wants the team to run the football, man, that's awesome stuff. Like to hear him say, like, man, 200 plus is the only thing I, I, I'm thinking about. Like, that's like what they did last week with 166 is like, that ain't good enough. Like, dang. <laughs> okay. You know, DK asked him about that at practice yesterday. I'm like, that's a heck of a mentality for a rookie to have. Really like this rookie class, by the way, so far. Broderick Jones, Joey Porter Jr., Keanu Benton, Nick Herbig, uh, Darnell Washington, even though he's primarily being asked to be a blocker. I, I still think that this rookie class so far has been one of the better ones, uh, in at least in recent years, for sure. Um, so, dang, that's bad saying. Uh, Deontay, three touchdowns. Uh, oh, let's see. 14 minutes ago, apparently. Uh, yep, okay. Official practice report. Minka Fitzpatrick ruled out, did not practice all week. Uh, Montrevious Adams did not practice all week and also ruled out. So that blows. But that gives an opportunity for Keanu Benton to get some more snaps. Uh, Nick Herbig also uh, popped up on the injury report today uh, as a limited participant. Um, even though, But he does, not, he does not have an injury designation for the game. So just kind of something to watch there. Uh, calf injury for Nick Herbig. Um, uh, Landon Roberts went from a DNP yesterday to a full participant in practice. And then um, Cam Hayward was a limited participant today. So, uh, you know, and obviously no injury designation for Cam. 
So only two injury designations for the Steelers. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick and Montrevious Adams ruled out. Minka doesn't surprise me too much. I, I was going to be kind of surprised if he actually ended up playing. Um, but uh, uh, the Montrevious Adams one kind of hurts a bit because he's been playing really good so far this year. So, um, that. Well, I think that's uh, I think that's good. We've gone on like over forty seven minutes now. So uh, and did that all that solo. Um, so appreciate you guys with all the comments, the questions, everything like that. Uh, really appreciate you guys. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Uh, I don't know what you guys go uh, got planned for for Veterans Day tomorrow, but uh, if you see somebody uh, who served, give them thanks. Um, tomorrow, if my entire family is healthy enough, we're gonna do a five k tomorrow. Um, thank you guys, uh, for everything. Yeah. So we'll do a 5k in the morning. Um, if everybody's healthy enough, uh, my son's still a, a bit behind my daughter on terms of getting better from the flu. So, um, if he's still kind of feverish, he you know, might have to stay home with him. Then my wife and daughter will go, but, uh, we'd all like to go, man. Um, <laughs> Ryan says, you're all right, Chris. I don't care what Corey says about you. I might need to talk to Corey. What's he saying about me? Um, no, I appreciate it, man. Um, yeah, uh, thank you guys so much uh, for all your. Dude, this seven seven two number is the second time they've called during the, during this uh, uh, during the show, man. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, Steelers Packers on Sunday. Uh, we'll be back Monday. Uh, for uh, obviously, you know, in reaction to what goes on uh, on Sunday. Uh, it'll either be a victory Monday or you guys are going to be all really upset about something that happened. <laughs> so uh, thank you guys. Seriously, really appreciate all your support here. Like, subscribe, share. Uh, if you didn't listen to this live, and you listen back again. Thank you for your time. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you guys so much. Have a great weekend. Peace out, everyone.